Hello, and welcome to Sunday Devotionals with John and Rachel. We're so honored to have you join us as we explore God's truth and get to know Him in a more authentic and intimate way. As we go through life, many of us have questions, concerns, and issues that may hinder us from fully embracing who God is and who He's called us to be. These devotionals are designed to help us navigate life and all that comes with it, learning and growing in God. So pull up a chair and grab a cup of coffee, or in my case, tea, and join us as we fellowship. This is the Starting Over series that we're going to continue today. And the Lord wanted us to consider um, the whole idea of divine interruptions. Okay? Divine interruptions. How do we deal with when God interrupts our lives? Everything is cool. You, know, you got into a place like you, like you feel like you're, you're on the runway here. You're smooth sailing. You know, everything is kind of in its place. And all of a sudden, God's will hits you. All of a sudden, something happens in your life that uh, causes a divine interruption. Now, this is not necessarily um, consequences of negative things. So a lot of times, I know in this series, we've been kind of talking in, in a broader sense of different things that would cause us to start over and that kind of thing. But today, I wanted to specifically focus on when starting over is the next step because God all of a sudden shows up. So just considering, you know, what do we what do we do when we are, so to speak, minding our own business, right? You're minding your own business, you're doing your own thing, and your life is interrupted by an unexpected change. And the timing of God is definitely going to be a thing that we'll kind of talk about a little bit um, today. Because we, we often talk about, you know, God's timing is perfect. God's timing is, is right. God's timing. But how about God's timing is sometimes inconvenient? How about... Sometimes God's timing is like, why now? How about I'm not ready for this? I wasn't ready for this. You didn't give me any warning. All of a sudden you're going to show up. Like, like, what do I do with this now? What about that? And most times God's timing does that. Sometimes God's timing feels late to us. It's like, why? What, 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 what now? Right now? Or sometimes God's timing feels too early. It's premature. God, I just need a few more minutes to get myself together. So we want to kind of deal with that. A little bit and um, dealing with the fact that God's timing sometimes causes us inconvenience. So if we can go to Luke chapter one, verses 26 through 38, and this is going to be an NIV today. We're going to do it. And we're going to meditate on the story of Mary, the mother of Jesus. OK, we're going to explore some things about this in light of us starting over, in light of us kind of moving through this series. So Luke 1, 26 through 38. Luke chapter one, verse 26, and it says, in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be? Mary asked the angel, since I'm a virgin. The angel answered, 
The Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month. For no word from God will ever fail. Mm. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. Okay. All right. Very, very popular. Thanks, mate. Very, very popular story. Very, very apropos to today, I believe, by the Spirit of God. Okay. So, so just kind of a little backdrop, and I mean, it's not, it's not like we're rehashing, it's not Christmas and all that, but at the end of the day, this story is not limited to Christmas, it's in the Bible, and uh, every day is Christmas, so uh, we can use it. But, so, so Mary here is, is this young teenage girl that is just being a young teenage girl, and finds herself visited by a heavenly being, and telling her that she's going to experience something that no one else has ever experienced before. Talk about starting over. Talk about a divine interruption, right? Now, many we, we can't necessarily attest to having that kind of testimony that, you know, when I was 14, 13, 14, 15 years old, an angel came in my room and told me I was going to give birth to the Son of God. You know, think about how crazy that sounds. Think about how crazy that would have sounded coming out of her mouth. And there are some times that God allows our path and our life to, to, to go through things that are crazy. Right. And just because it's crazy doesn't mean it's not God. So there's this idea here um, of kind of looking at our life. And we always said, and we're going to say it again. I think if you listen back, you'll hear us say it every time. This whole precedent of starting over is um, implying the fact that you have given your life over to God's control. And that the path that you are walking on. It's a path that God has ordained for you, that you have relinquished control of your own life, and now God is the author of your path, okay? Now, sometimes God's authorship of your path and the journey to where you're going, you don't know where you're going. Neither do you know the fullness of God's plan for you, but the consolation and the peace comes in the fact that I know I'm not in control of my life, God is. So whatever he's allowed to happen or he's going to allow it to happen or whatever he's going to do is going to be controlled, orchestrated, and I'm not going to be alone. God will be with me the whole way. So considering the story of Mary here, there was a few points that the Lord wanted me to kind of stress to us, like four points that he wanted us to kind of focus on here. Um, Mary is, has got this visitation from heaven, this uh, crazy otherworldly thing that she's experiencing. And she's being told, basically, that your life from this moment is never going to be, this, be the same again. Not because of anything that you've done, but because of heaven's plans for your life. Okay? So the first point that, that the Lord wanted us to kind of share with you is heaven knows about you and God's plan for you. Okay? Heaven knows about you and God's plan for you. Nothing that God allows in your life is absent of heaven's concern. Okay, that, that should be very reassuring, right? So a lot of times when we talk about God and we say, yeah, God has a plan for me, God has, when, when God has a plan, all of the forces behind God are 100% in on that plan. All of his godness, all of the angels, all of the spiritual help, 
all of the resources that you would need to accomplish what God has for you. Heaven's already had a conversation with God about you. So this is when we talk about God's plan, God wants us to really open it up beyond our everyday sunrise, sunset, waking up in the morning, everyday path. He wants you to think about it from an eternal point of view, that the purpose inside of you is eternal. And however that is supposed to manifest itself on our path on earth, there is divine interventions and divine interruptions that are actually scheduled in heaven, but just interruptions to you. In Mary's story, this whole idea of Mary having a baby and the baby being of the Holy Spirit was not an earthly idea. This was a heavenly idea. Like this whole plan was hatched before Mary was born. So there's a perspective here that I believe God is trying to get us to see. When you yield your life to God and you're like, you know, God, you have a purpose for my life. God, you have a plan for my life. It's not thinking about it. God, you have an earthly plan for my life. It's thinking about it beyond that. And God, you have an eternal plan for my life. So that when these interruptions come in our lives and these things happen in our lives, it's possible that it's not just some random thing. It's possible that this was a scheduled divine interruption that God has preordained for us to experience that is not just connected to us. So heaven knows about you and God's plan for you. Notice God sent an angel to Mary with a message from God, right? God employed heavenly hosts to come and reveal the news to Mary. I really thought about that. I'm like, you know, as we're going through our everyday life, how aware are we of God's supernatural help to get through things? Like God will send people in our lives. God will send friends. God will open up certain opportunities that it's possible for us to miss or downplay as God not really helping us or downplay as I'm doing this myself. When in essence, that is a divine agent from God that he has sent to basically validate your path and to encourage you to move forward. The second point in this story that kind of jumped off the page was your path is connected to someone else for God's glory. Your path is connected to somebody else. So when we say God has a plan, he has a plan, he has a plan, he has a plan for me, 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 me. So me starting over, me having to make this change, me having this, this divine thing happen to my life, or me just having this inconvenient thing in my life, or I'm being challenged to take a new position, or I'm doing this and all that because it's about my life and it's about me and it's going to put me in a better place. No, how about is God probably positioning you for his glory? That it's not just about you, but that your path is connected to someone else for God's glory. So the interesting thing about this story, which is what we didn't read, was if you go up to the beginning of this story, this story does not start with Mary and Joseph. This story starts with Elizabeth and John the Baptist. This story, the one that we kind of focus on as the birth of Christ, is actually intricately connected to the birth of John the Baptist and his parents' story. So uh, there's a temptation for us to kind of look at our own needs and look at our own life in this isolated path, when in essence, a divine interruption points to the fact there's going to be a lot of people's lives affected by what God is causing you to go through. 
There's going to be a lot of people's lives that are going to be touched, that are going to be changed, that are going to be inconvenienced, that are going to be troubled. There's got a lot of movements going on because God has a specific path that is connected to not just you, but to all these other people. And I was thinking the fact that Jesus is like Jesus, John the Baptist would need Jesus and Jesus would need John the Baptist in order for both of their paths to be validated and for both of their journeys to make sense for us. Right? So this, this today is kind of like looking at the fact that there's this young mother here going through all this stuff and her life is being drastically changed. But the Bible is showing us here that her life being drastically changed is actually drastically changing other people's lives. And she is experienced the ripple effect of someone else's life that's been changed. That's someone else's life that's been impacted. So Elizabeth, who is an old, who is a cousin, an older, who is barren, who is not able to have children, her husband, who is a priest, Zechariah, they end up getting a visitation too. They end up having their lives interrupted and they're being told that you're going to have a son and his name is going to be John and he's going to basically lead the way to Christ. Notice this. Both of these families is dealing with information that they cannot process. Both of these people are dealing with information that they can't. And this is kind of what happens to us, you know, when things happen in our lives where, you know, we're kind of stunned by what we're hearing. Like, like we can't even make sense to it. So how do we respond to it? How do we move forward with it? Like, how do we transition into it with any kind of faith? So uh, it, it takes us back. If you're in that situation, it takes you back to the first point. Like, who's talking, right? Who, who's, who's the author of your past? And there's a level of submission and humility and surrender that has to happen to the fact that wherever my path is leading me, if I have dedicated my life to the Lord, then there is an area of sovereignty that God has over it that I can't really, I, I just have to be okay that I don't understand it. I, I have to still trust God and just take my hands off and be like, you know what? I don't know. I got to just tell myself to calm down and just go with it. Yeah. And that's one of the hardest things to go with it. Go with what? And, and, and this, this is crazy about this is it's not like they could call another person and say, hmm, this is what's happening to me. Can you help me process this? Because what they've experienced has never been processed by anybody else before. And there's some things that God has us going through in our lives on this journey that we're on that we, you're not going to have nobody to talk to. Because ain't nobody going to understand. It doesn't make any sense to you. And it's not going to make any sense to anybody else because this is a divine interruption. Mm -hmm. Right? The third point here is taking it all in forces us to face our own insufficiency. Like we have to get comfortable with facing what we're not able to do. Like God wants you to be okay with your inability. He, he, he wants you to be secure in the fact that you don't know. Now, as crazy as that sounds, he wants you to be confident in your insufficiency to the point that you will rely on him because you're not trying to make up for your insufficiency in another way. Okay. So there's a few things that I highlighted in this verse that the angel says to Mary, right? First of all, the Bible is not bashful in saying, listen, this woman has no 
reason or business being pregnant because she's a virgin. So let, let's just let's just uh, clear that out. Like there's no question mark about her qualifications for this. Like it's not like she's ever been in this situation before, right? Clearly she is a virgin. So what is happening to her is not of her. What is what she's going through right now is not her fault. It's not something, it's, this is not her doing. This is not her ability. Let's just clear that out. So God is actually validating the fact that she is insufficient in this area. And that's what makes her useful to God. I, I hope that y'all heard that, right? Like the fact that the truth about her, where in some areas, oh, virgin, oh, okay, well, you don't know. We know how this climate is and how it was. We, we, we grew up that way, so we know. Like, you, you ain't experienced, you don't know. But the fact that in, in one sense, what would shame you in one sense is what God uses to empower you in another. So this is why I like to encourage people who have passed where they were bullied or abused or, or mistreated or whatever. It's like God uses that and converts that into a great ability in the future. Like because you were treated the way you were is the reason why God's going to use you the way he does. And there's a level of humility and, and, and vulnerability that God needs us to have in order for him to use us to the capacity that he wants to, right? So she's a virgin and the angel says to her, greetings, virgin, you are highly favored. Greetings, insufficient one. God's been looking at you and his favor's on you. Mm. Greetings, Mary, descendant of David. You are highly favored. Not only are you favored, but the Lord is with you. Think about that. That while we've been on this series and we've been walking through this series and dealing with all these things and dealing with the fear of starting over and dealing with all this stuff. Do I got to go back and my life is changing? I got to make this decision and I got to do this. And should I take the job? And should I not? Should I move? Should I not? I relocated this and that, this and that. And the Bible says it very clearly. Greetings. You are highly favored. Why? The Lord is with you. That no matter where your path ends up, if the Lord is with you, there's favor on you. And there's favor on you for the path, for the unknown, for the decision-making, for at whatever crossroads you're at. There's favor with you because God is with you. And Mary was greatly troubled by those words. And that's kind of where the point of taking it all in. Mary was greatly troubled because when I look at my own insufficiency, it doesn't make sense to me that you would even be visiting me and it doesn't even make sense that you would have a plan for me. Based on my own view of myself, how am I highly favored? Based on what I've done in the past, how are you with me? Based on the decisions that I've made, how, how, are, you, how are you with me? And Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this is. But the angel said to her, don't be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. How did I find favor with God? How, how, do we, how do we find favor with God? Is that something that we can kind of fabricate? Is that something that we can kind of do? I don't know. Mary, you found favor with God. And because you found favor with God, this is what God is going to do. You will conceive and give birth to a son 
and you will call him Jesus and he will be great. And he will be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. Now, notice what God just did, right? God interrupted her life, but basically God took control of the outcome. No, no, notice, notice that, right? See, a lot of times when we're, we're, we're walking with God and God, and I'll use this as an example for us out here, right? When we moved to North Carolina, it's kind of like, there's got to be a dependence on God because we don't know anything about North Carolina, right? We, we had to relearn everything. Still, right? We, we use the, G, like, like I need the GPS to go anywhere. If I'm going, yeah, she bragging. If I go down the street and I've been there before, I'm still not secure in my own knowledge. I need the GPS. And even if, even if I kind of know and I'm kind of driving by uh, impulse now because I've been there enough, I'm, one ear is still listening and leaning on the GPS because I don't trust what I think I know. And there's a beautiful thing about that when we're walking with God in a new place that God never wants you to completely leave the GPS, completely go off on your own because at the end of the day, you are in this new place because of God. And it's very easy for us to make a new place a fabrication of the old place. So and that's, that, that's the temptation of what we like to do. Like, so there's been many times that, you know, Rachel and I are driving or whatever, and we're driving through neighborhoods and we're like, man, this looks like Elmsford. This looks like Nourishelle. This looks like these places and that, those places. Because our mind is like, make this familiar. Make this place like you've been here before, because then that's going to give you the confidence to be able to walk in it like you've been here before. But what if God but wants us also, to, yeah. Not, also, not only just to be familiar so that you can walk in it, but also just to make you feel better mm -hmm. about the fact that you've had to change. Because yeah. I know for me, that like you said, like identifying some type of similarity mm -hmm. makes me feel less... Uh, unfamiliar and away from home, even yeah. though, you know, this is my home now. Mm -hmm. My mind wants to be comfortable where I was. Mm -hmm. And then you get back, snap back into reality. No, this is not New Rochelle. This mm -hmm. is not New York. Mm -hmm. This is a completely different state and you are in a completely different territory. Embrace it and walk in it. Yeah. And that's not easy to do because you're constantly reminded of home. The more foreign your new place feels. And that's natural. Now imagine, you know, how, how, how this family feels now that everybody, nobody else can even say remotely that, oh, I know what you're going through. Oh, I get it. I get it. Oh, okay. oh, so the Holy Spirit is going to be the one that caused you to conceive. Oh, okay. Oh, Elizabeth, you're old and you had a baby and, oh, okay. I, I, I get that. No, you don't. Because this, is, this, this, this plan, like we said in the second point, is connected. It's bigger than me. Right. So Mary asked this question, right? Like, how will this be? Like, even though the Lord just said. You're going to have a son and you're going to call him Jesus. That's your job. You're going to call you're going to have a son. So you're going to do the work to have this baby. You, the baby's going to come out of you. You're going to have a son and you're going to call his name Jesus. And then God takes the wheel and says the rest of this whole thing. I'm already orchestrating. He will be great. 
and he will be called the son of the most high and the Lord will give him a throne, David, and the Lord will reign over. See, so these, this is what the challenge is, is learning what my role in this change is and learning what God's role is in, and me staying in my lane. Me not depending on my own self for the outcome. Me not depending and leaning on my own understanding for the finished product. Me just being obedient. Okay, he said, I'm gonna have this son. So let me get my, let me prepare to have this. I need to move to this new. Okay, so let me prepare to move. Well, well I, I, I gotta start this new position. Okay, well, let me start preparing myself to move. And all the other things that are supposed to be a byproduct of my obedience, that's God's job that I don't have to control the outcome, that I just have to be obedient and open the door and take that first step for God to now move and do what God wants to do and has always intended to do through it. Remember our first point, right? Heaven is involved. So when God is involved, heaven's involved. So heaven is fighting on behalf of God for you to succeed, for you to get to the destination that God has ordained for you, whether you have to start over or not. Whether you have to take a detour or not. And this is this is what the Lord wants us to kind of focus on. So the third point was taking it all in means facing your insufficiency. Mary asks, how will this be? Just like we always ask, Lord, how, how are you going to do this? How is all this going to happen? Because I'm going to feel more comfortable if I know more than what you just told me. Because what you told me, what it looks like, what the economy looks like, what the world looks like. What, what, what we're going through right now, what my makeup is, what my family structure is, where my life is right now. Do I have enough money for this move? Do I have enough? Do, do, all these things is happening. What about the kids? All these variables. We want to know how will this be? Similarly to Mary, she asked, how will this be? How will this be? Because I'm still a virgin, she said. How am I going to have a baby and I've never been with no man? Now notice what the Lord says. The angel says, the Holy Spirit is going to come upon you and the power of the Most High is going to overshadow you. Notice what God does. God constantly, once you give your path and your life and your journey and your steps over to God, God will constantly remind you that I'm the one that's doing it. God will constantly remind you, almost like pop your hand, stop worrying about that. Didn't I tell you I was going to do it? You're trying to control your life. The many times when we came, we, we were out here and I was like, man, listen, you know, it's a pandemic right now. You know, we got to work. We got this and that. Kids got to get taken care of. All this other stuff got to happen. And I get anxious and try to do it on my own strength. Just trying to fix it, trying to figure things out. And the many times I got popped on my hand, John, if I sent you out here, I'm going to take care of y'all. I'm going to take care of y'all. I'm going to do it. I'm going to open the door. I'm going to make a way. You just be obedient. It's your job. Like Mary, you're going to have the baby. You're going to name him Jesus. It's my job to fulfill what Jesus means. It's my job to fulfill the plan of salvation through Christ. It's my job to make all this stuff happen. It's your job to just do what I told you to do. And I think that this, this story kind of encapsulates the beauty of Young obedience and, and young and, and almost, quote unquote, ignorant obedience, right? So it's not like the angel's explanation to Mary made sense. How will this be? Well, the Holy Spirit's going to come on you and he's going to overshadow you. What does that mean? What does that mean? God, how are we going to do this? 
I'm with you. Okay, well, what does, what does that give me? That gives me permission to lean on God more. Yeah, it gives me permission to just trust in God's track record and the fact that I've gotten here by the grace of God and I will get there by the grace of God. So, you know, even um, Mary asked this question, how will this be since I'm a virgin, since I don't qualify for this, since this doesn't look like it matches me, since this, I, don't, I don't even understand what you're talking about. The Holy Spirit says the Most High is going to do it. The power of the Holy Spirit is going to do it. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. So the reason why God has to do it is because when the fruit comes, God wants the glory. See, if you do it and we do it and I do it in my own strength, then God don't get the credit. But the question really is, you know, when we're on our path with God, how vulnerable are you? Or how able are you enough to just let go of everything that you're going through, let go of your mindset, and just allow yourself to truly and genuinely just be used by God? Just be used by God. Just just allow God to use you, right? And we'll talk about that as we continue the series, what that means uh, to to yield and and, and yield to God. So the last point here is um, this whole idea of yielding to the will of God with no understanding or yielding to the will of God with a lot more unknowns. Trusting God uh, when it doesn't make sense to you. Because if you trust God with your path, you're trusting God's, God's route. If you're trusting God with your life, you're trusting God with your transitions. If you're trusting God with your life, you're trusting God with your resources. You're trusting God with every aspect of your life because trusting God can't be done halfway, right? Trusting God is you yielding yourself, yielding everything that you would think would empower you to take the wheel. So yielding to God here. And this is, this is kind of what I wanted to kind of close with here with um, Mary's response, okay? So in, and I don't got the verses here like that because it was a, was it even? Yeah. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she was, I said, been able to conceive six months. Okay, right. Okay, watch this. This verse. This last one. Is that 38? For no word. Okay, I'm going to that. Yeah. For your, for, okay. So Mary answered, right? After Mary says, how will this be? Now, this is important. This is important. If you don't remember anything else to said today, take this away. Mary asks the common question, how is this going to happen, Lord? What are you doing? This makes no sense. This is not logical. I can't even talk to anybody what I'm going through in my life. It doesn't make any sense. The trans transitions and changes and things like that. I don't get it. How is this going to happen? God answers you with an explanation that doesn't suffice. He answers you with an explanation that is you don't even understand. But he answered you. He answered you. Right. He's, he sends some kind of validation to the fact that he is in control and that he will do it. And Mary says, may your word be fulfilled. This is what this was Mary's posture. Right. So so this is kind of like what God is saying, like, OK, dealing with these divine interruptions, dealing with the, the, the fact that sometimes God comes in and these crazy changes happen in our life. And it's so random that they happen just they happen to be God. There's no explanation for it. And us seeking an explanation for it. Can, um, can sometimes prevent us from really seeing and experiencing the fact that this is God showing up in my life in a way that no one else has experienced him before. 
And the response needs to be, may it be fulfilled according to your word. Not may it be fulfilled according to my understanding. May it be fulfilled according to your word. And then something happens. Then the angel leaves. Right. So when she says that, let it be done. I give you the wheel. God, I gave you my life. You do what you got to do. Then the angel leaves. Question. What do you do when the angel leaves? Like, 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 like what do you do when, you know, um, you, 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 you prayed about something and you, you get up and now real life happens again? Like, like the angel leaves. And that kind of jumped off the, the page for me when, when talked about the angel because it's almost like there sometimes we have these experiences and then it's like, was this a dream? Did this really happen? You know, was I really, did this all, and now you have the processes taken in. So what do I do when the angel leaves? I yield. I yield to the will of God, right? I, I, I yield, I, I, I admit that I'm insufficient and I yield to whatever God's path is here. So you jump down to verse 39 and it kind of talks about at that time, Mary got ready and hurried down into town in the into country of Judea where she entered Zechariah's home and greeted Elizabeth, right? So notice what she does. And we said this before. This story was not just about Mary and Joseph. This story was intertwined with her cousin's story. Right. So your story is not just about you. Your story is for God's glory. That's intertwined with somebody else. So what she did was she ran to the other counterpart of her story. The angel just told her this is getting ready to happen. So she goes to fuel her faith by feeding her faith, by being around someone who the Lord said she's connected to. So she yields to it. And instead of staying in the house and, 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 and just being like, oh, was this real? And allowing our mind to devalue the experience. And we know what we do. We make our, we, we, if we don't want to do something, we, we give ourselves excuses to not do it. If we don't want to move forward, oh, well, you know what? I did look at the account. There ain't enough, enough in there. So how am I going to do this? And we, we say whatever we want to say to make ourselves not move. Mary runs to the house of her cousins. And now she's almost reliving, and God gives her an opportunity to experience a confirmation of what God had said to her. So God basically seals that whole thing for her. And the validation was so crazy in that now Elizabeth, her cousin, says, blessed are you among women. So you, you see what God does, though? God says, blessed, highly favor are you. And then he allows someone else to confirm that thing to you just in case you didn't receive it. Just in case you didn't receive it from the angel, I'm going to let your cousin say, say the same words to you. That blessed are you, highly favored are you. That you should be the mother of the Lord. Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord will fulfill his promises to her. Now, now how, how, did she, how did she know that? How did she know that Mary said the same words in the verses before? How did Elizabeth repeat the same exact thing that she said to the angel? See, when our plans are interconnected for God's glory, there's going to be a streamline of confirmations. And I pray that each and every one of us, as we're walking with the Lord, as we're journeying through this path and committing ourselves to the Lord, that, the, that we would be more open to the confirmations that God gives us along the way. The little moments where God says, keep going, you're blessed. Keep going, I'm with you. Don't look to the left or look to the right. 
Yes, this is the turn. I know it's going back, but trust me, you need to. And we're open because that'll give us a lot more peace when we're dealing with unknown things. So when we see these things happen in our lives and, and we have to go through diverse changes and things like that, God wants us to rest assured in the fact that he's with us. And there are unique ways that he makes himself known to us. And every now and then he's going to whisper to you, I'm with you. Every now and then you'll be talking to somebody and you just prayed something this morning and they just say the same exact words that you prayed. All those things are ways that God allows you to see and know that his presence is with you. Now may, may we become all the more aware of that and of God's presence in our life. So the question that, 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 that God wants us to humbly uh, put before him is our how will it be? Is our God, how is this going to happen? And just like this young girl who ended up seeing the purpose of God fulfilled. And we can say so much about the journey and, 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 and her having to see her son go through all of this for the glory of God. But at the end of the day, resting and knowing that your plan and God's plan is not just about you. That God is asking, can I use your life as a vehicle to bless somebody else? Can I make your story a story that other people will read and find me? Can I use the pain of your life, the turnarounds, the struggles? Can I use all that? Will you give me permission to take the driver's seat in your life and prove that I am God, not just to you, but to those who are connected to you? That's what God wants us to consider today on Mother's Day. You know, this, this day where we're honoring the fact of birth and giving birth to somebody else that's going to have purpose in the world. Like it's bigger than just having a baby. Like this is like I'm introducing someone into the world that has a heavenly purpose. This is why God honors motherhood so much, because it's the doorway from eternity into this planet, into this realm that you're giving somebody else. You're going through the journey of carrying someone else to a level of growth that you give birth to them so that, that it's not just a baby. That's God's breath being given to the earth again. That's another. Yes. It's another opportunity for God's presence to be felt in another way. That's, that's what the beauty of a life is. It doesn't matter what the circumstances are. It doesn't matter how the baby got here. It doesn't matter what this, whether you had a relationship or not. I mean, it does matter. But what I'm saying is the circumstances by which that birth came, I mean, I'm a product of it. And so many of you are products of crazy things, but you're here. And you're breathing God's breath, but it's God's breath of purpose. And you might just have been a divine interruption to your mother. You might have been a divine interruption in your family. You showing up threw everything off. It threw, everybody's, it threw everybody off. I think about our kids. Man, oh man. We had a lot more free time. We had a lot more time to go on dates and hang out. But these three divine interruptions changed the trajectory of our lives. But it's not just about our lives. It's about God's purpose in each and every one of those children that wherever they may land, God will land in a greater way too. And that's, that, that's, our, that's our prayer. Thank God that Mary went through it. Thank God that Elizabeth went through it. Thank God that your mom and your, 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 your parents, they went through it. 
so that now it brings you to this moment of being reintroduced to God's purpose for your life so that you might be all that he called you to be, not just for you, but for the lives that are connected and interconnected for his glory. Amen. 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 So God bless you all today. We pray that you receive something, you know, from that there. And um, as we reflect on today, I want to encourage each and every mother. I want to I want to uh, honor you, uh, appreciate you. I'm praying God's peace and blessings on you uh, that you know that you are cared for and loved by God. And wherever wherever today may find you, if you know you do have children, it's, it's not just the birth. This there's spiritual parents. You know, there's people who have adopted. There's people who you know what I'm saying. So. You know, what, 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 wherever you find yourself, I'm praying that God's peace will touch your life in a special way that you would feel enveloped by God's presence and by his love and his concern for you um, today more so than ever. So we honor you today. Amen. Amen. All right. So if you have prayer requests, go ahead and put it in the chat. We'd love to pray with you and believe God um, for you. In the way of announcements, we are coming up this Saturday for our meet and greet. It is going to be from one to three at the Hampton Inn in Elmsford. And we are planning to have a nice time of fellowship and um, togetherness and, and a little fun and just an intimate time together. So we would love to see your face. We've been looking forward to it. We are getting ready now and moving things around and packing up and all that kind of stuff. So um, looking forward looking forward to that. I did put an announcement up and it's been on the app too. So we are looking forward. <laughs> likewise, Dion, likewise. We're looking forward to meeting you guys um, face-to-face. All right. So any prayer requests, go ahead and put them in there. We want to pray. If you haven't been able to be a blessing, please do that. Go right over to the app and give whatever the Lord puts on your heart. We want to do that consistently because we do have ministries that are depending on what we're doing. So we've already committed. We are already doing it every month on behalf of us uh, giving to those three ministries. Um, So we want to be faithful to that. There's some more things coming down the pike, but we want to be consistent and faithful as God continues to grow and expand what we're what we're trying to accomplish for him. And we believe that what we're doing is a blessing and it's going to be a blessing to more than just us. So, um, you know, our resources can go to places that we physically can't. And that's the, that's the whole point for God's glory. Amen. All right. So let's pray and we'll let you go and enjoy the rest of your beautiful uh, mother's day. We will hang out for a few minutes afterwards to kind of, uh, you know, fellowship. I will let you guys, you know, fix it so that we can hear you and all that. But um, we'll just go ahead and close out. With, with prayer. I'll do it. <laughs> it's Mother's Day. Yes. Okay. So so let's pray. Let's pray. Uh, let me see. Okay. Oh. Okay, Ma. Yeah, we'll definitely pray for that. Hmm. We'll pray. So, Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for your kindness and your goodness, your mercy. We thank you so much for all that you have done for us and all that you have planned for us. We thank you, God, for the many divine interruptions that we have experienced in our lives that we may not even give credit to you for. The things that you've allowed our life, uh, ways that you've allowed our life to go and experience that you've caused to happen in our lives were just an opportunity for us to get to know you better. So we pray, Lord, that even as we continue to walk forward, that you would make us more aware of your presence, make us more aware of your fingerprint in our lives, Lord, that we might be able to give you the glory that's due your name. Lord, we pray, God, even now for those who are, who are bereaved, and those who are suffering, and those who are experiencing death of loved ones. So we pray for those who are in transition right now, those who are ill or those who are just struggling and wrestling with life. 
We pray, Lord, that today, even more, that you would allow your presence to meet them where they are, that you would allow your grace and your peace uh, to be their portion. We pray, Lord God, that even as we continue on this series, walking with you, dealing with the things that may uh, come to the surface as we listen back and explore, that you would allow us your peace to process it your way. I pray, Lord, that even as we consider the story that we've meditated on today and the great uh, changes and drastic events that have happened in, in Mary's life and some of us experiencing things that are drastic in our own lives, that we would submit and yield to your will, that we would find the strength and the hope in your word, that you would reveal the connections that we need, the divine connections that you have placed in our lives to confirm those things that you are allowing in our lives. Well, this is our prayer in Jesus name. Amen. Before you go, we'd like to give you an opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. Romans 10, 9 through 10 says that if we confess with our mouth and believe with our heart, we shall be saved. Pray this with me. Lord Jesus, I recognize and acknowledge that I am a sinner in need of your grace. I believe you died for my sins and rose from the dead. I turn away from my sins and ask you to forgive me and save me. I make you Lord of my life. If you made this life-changing decision, welcome to the family. We wanna know about it. Connect with us online at www.thelifehouseministries.org or by downloading the Lifehouse app. We love you all and pray God continues to bless and keep you.